This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Mariah Mohammed, writer and moderator with Becker's Healthcare. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me today, Dr. Navni Dang, Chief Medical Officer at Geisinger Community Medical Center. Doctor, it's very nice to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm good. Great, great. Glad to have you on. To get us started, would you mind please introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background and organization? Yeah, thank you, Mariah, for the opportunity, and uh, it's my pleasure to be here. So my name is Navni Deng. I have been in healthcare for about 25 years and at Geisinger for about eight years. I'm an internal medicine physician and have been in various leadership positions within Geisinger Health, most recently as System Chief Quality Officer where I led efforts around patient safety and quality across inpatient areas across 10 hospitals and system chair of inpatient medicine as well. I currently serve as the chief medical officer at Geisinger Community Medical Center in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Our campus is a level two trauma center with close to 290 beds and is one of the teaching sites for Geisinger Commonwealth School of Medicine medical students, various residencies, and fellowship programs. A brief introduction about Geisinger Health. As a health system, Geisinger is an integrated healthcare delivery model with a strong focus on value-based care. We take pride in taking care of our patients through the whole continuum of care. Our vision is making better health easier for the patients and communities we serve. Geisinger is focused on three key strategic priorities, which are managing total health, operational excellence, and access and ease of use. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that background on you and your organization. Um, the first question that I really wanted to ask you, doctor, is can you tell me about your most successful project or initiative from the last year? What issues were you trying to solve? And also what drove the success? Yeah, thank you, Maria, for the question. Um, so there are a couple of initiatives that come to mind, which I would uh, like to share today. Our teams at Geisinger are laser focused on improving quality, patient safety, and patient experience for our patients and the communities we serve. We have embarked on a journey to zero harm and worked extremely hard to reduce preventable harm. There has been a significant focus on reducing and preventing patient harm across the clinical enterprise. One initiative that comes to mind is our work around reducing central line associated bloodstream infections across the system. We assembled a multidisciplinary team of clinicians, which included physicians, 
nursing staff, infection control team, and our vascular access team and created a system task force. We used our proven care approach and standardized our insertion and maintenance practices for central line care. We also created an escalation process to get central lines out in a timely manner. The root cause analysis process helped us to discover areas of opportunity and develop appropriate action plans. We closely tracked compliance of our process measures and created an audit process, which led to about 50% reduction in central line associated bloodstream rate across all our hospitals. In Scranton at Geisinger Community Medical Center, we had eight months without a central line associated bloodstream infection this year and have also seen significant improvement in primary bloodstream infections as well. We are also seeing significant improvements in our catheter-associated urinary tract infections, hospital-acquired C. diff infections, and vent-associated pneumonia rates because of our journey to zero harm. The second initiative that I would like to talk to you about today, there is a significant focus on value-based care across the organization. During COVID, we saw a significant challenge with inpatient mobility for our patients due to isolation and some of the other challenges in terms of taking care of our COVID patients. As such, our physical therapy and nursing teams worked diligently to refine mobility efforts at the campus. We instated a mobility challenge which awards the unit who has the highest number of steps with a Golden Sneaker Award. We have more than tripled the total number of steps currently and we continue to improve. This has enabled us to improve patient outcomes and decrease post-acute utilization. Our skilled nursing facility and inpatient rehab facility utilization post-discharge has been below benchmark. And because of these efforts, we are able to discharge 80 to 85% of our patients home from the hospital. This has also enabled us to have top decile performance in bundles payment care improvement advance initiative by CMS, which really focuses on value-based care and cost of and total cost of care. So that was um, two initiatives. The third one that I would like to describe, which has been very successful in improving access within the hospital and re represents one of our strategic objectives is our efforts concerning length of stay and throughput. We have been able to improve our length of stay by 15 to 20% by instituting multidisciplinary rounds, which we call boost rounds, on each unit. A greater representation of the inclusive culture at Geisinger is that members of our care team come together and design care plans alongside our clinicians. 
some epic tools in place such as expected day of discharge and medically ready buttons keep our care teams laser focused on proactive discharge planning from the time of admission. To answer your question, Maria, about what drove success, so a couple things there. We have developed a unit-based diet leadership model, which we call accountable care unit model, where a physician and nursing leader diet work together towards driving change and improving clinical outcomes. The secret sauce, in my opinion, is high reliability organization methodology and multidisciplinary approach to caring for our patients. So those were some of um, the initiatives uh, and also um, some of the key areas that helped us to drive success. Wow, that is totally wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing those three initiatives. As you know, the clinical workforce has changed a lot in the last few years. What challenges are you still facing and how do you see the clinical workforce evolving? Thank you, uh, Maria. This is another great question. Let me take a stab at this. Um, and I'm not sure if you um, looked at the Medscape survey report from 2023, but about 52% of physicians reported experiencing burnout, which is a negative change from 2018 numbers at 42%. So there has been 10% increase in physician burnout um, in last five years. 23% physicians reported depression, which is again a worsening statistic from 2018 at 15%. 61% physicians reported that too many bureaucratic tasks is the number one reason for burnout and lack of respect from coworkers at 36% is the second reason, second most common reason for physician burnout. In my opinion, clinician burnout is the biggest challenge and burnout was present even before COVID, but COVID has significantly worsened it. There is a lot of focus from our system on clinician well-being, and there are many programs developed at Geisinger to support clinician well-being. We are not leaving the burden of solving this issue just on our clinical teams. There are system solutions being developed for this particularly critical issue. Our chief wellness officer at Geisinger is leading different work stream to improve clinician burnout. In terms of clinical workforce involvement, I feel programs like virtual nursing, telehealth services, and AI can significantly help to improve access to care Human touch and patient-centric approach is still going to be the key, but AI and digital tools to improve patient outcomes will be crucial to evolving the healthcare space. So those were some of the thoughts I had. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. And Doctor, before I let you go, the last thing I wanted to ask you is, what is your best advice for aspiring physician and nurse leaders? 
Another great question. So I would say that time spent at bedside caring for patients is critical. My advice for aspiring physician and nurse leaders would be to commit to lifelong learning because I believe that leadership is an acquired skill and our aspiring leaders must commit to be lifelong learners. Another thing I feel about leadership, it's a huge responsibility and humility and empathy are key to becoming a successful leader. So those would be some of my thoughts, Maria. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, doctor. This has been an amazing and informative discussion. So I, again, I wanna thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks again for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Of course. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.